You are tuning into the Rise Station podcast. I'm your host, Pranella Harris, licensed mental health professional, bringing you everyday wellness tips and mental health education. If you are joining me for the first time, welcome. Please go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly alerts every Monday at 7 a.m. when I upload a new episode. If you like what you hear today, be sure to leave me a glowing review so that we can get this message out to as many people as possible. I want to also shout out my Rise Tribe, my loyal listeners who continue to rise and vibe with me each week. Thank you so much for your support. So today we are talking about ways to release the need for control. Control what you might ask, right? Well, we tend to exhibit anxiety, hopelessness, overwhelm, and anger when we try to control things that are not in our control. So today we will be discussing how to know what is in our locus of control and what is not. When you begin to categorize these things appropriately and correctly, it is so freeing and liberating. So we're gonna go ahead and get into that. But before we do, let's hear a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Restorative Family Services. We are a behavioral health practice. Our mission is to provide quality, affordable, and accessible mental health care to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. If you are struggling and in a dark place, we are here to help. Visit our website at www.restorativefamilyservices.com. This podcast is brought to you by Private Practice where we provide leadership training and practice management coaching specific to helping mental health professionals build their private practice to provide a much needed service for their community. Want to learn more? Visit our website at www.privatepractice.com. So control is an illusion. Let's start there. Control is an illusion. In my work as a mental health therapist, individuals often reach out to me when they are in a place where they're feeling they've lost control over their lives and therefore experiencing the emotional and behavioral side effects of the feeling of being out of control, right? So what do we really have control over? I want you to ask yourself that and think about it. What is truly in our control? What do we have 100% control over? What do we have 100% control over? All right. So if you've identified, let's say money, time and relationships, right? So if you've identified, hey, you know what? I can control my money, right? I can control how much money I make. If I work harder, if I go ahead and put away savings, I have a pretty good sense of, you know, my family security. Well, is it possible? Is there any way possible that even if you did all those wonderful things with your money, if you were responsible with your money, that somehow you can lose that money? Maybe the stock market crashes. Maybe we go through a great depression. Maybe you lose your job that was bringing you in revenue. And even if you were to say, okay, well, you know what? I don't trust the banks. I don't trust the stock markets. I'm going to keep my money in my mattress. Is it a potential possibility that, you know, somehow someone can come and rob the home and take the money from the mattress? Or maybe there's a a house fire that will burn up all that money. So it's always something 
that can be outside of our locus of control, you know. So I, I want you to just train your mind to think of things in that way. Let's say time, right? If you leave 30 minutes early, you know, we think we might have control over whether or not we get to that appointment on time because we're giving ourselves enough time. But is it possible you might run into some unexpected delays? Maybe there's construction on the road or maybe the other person who was meeting you got caught in traffic or there's some delays. So there's not 100% control over our time either. What about relationships? You know, if I do my part to be the best partner that I can be, if I am thoughtful, if I am loving, empathetic, if I communicate my feelings, you know, I'm doing a lot of things to ensure that this relationship goes the mile. Well, there might be a possibility that even if you did all of that, that the other person who you're in a relationship with may not want to continue the relationship, may not value the things that you're bringing. And so it's not a 100% guarantee. We don't have 100% control over that. So what do we have control over? <laughs> like I just gave you a bunch of things that we don't have control over. So you're probably like, well, what is it that we actually control? Well, the only thing, the only person we control is ourselves. We control our thoughts. We control our emotions. We control our attitude, our perspective, and our behavior. So how we interpret things impacts our behavior. So the way we think about things, the way we observe things, we put meaning to them, we interpret them a certain way, and that motivates our behavior. So in order for us to have more peace in our lives, we have to release the notion that we have control over certain outcomes and situations. We have to release that idea that we have more control than we actually do. And we have to start accepting the things that we do not have control over. Okay. So let me give you an example of a woman I worked with in the past. Okay. To kind of illuminate this concept a little better. I work with this woman and, you know, she came to me at a point where her life was in transition. She had just ended a relationship, but she was still residing in the same home, but needed to now find a new place to live. You know, she was in the middle of, of going through a heartbreak. In addition, she had health concerns that prevented her from getting certain types of employment. So that was an issue. And she just really felt very overwhelmed and she felt like she was just losing control of her life. She had thought that uh, this relationship was going to last uh, the test of time and it would be a long lasting relationship, uh, one with security and that kind of fell apart. And, uh, you know, with her health declining, didn't really have a lot of options when it came to employment. So of course, now she's feeling out of control and she actually came to me to help her with her anxiety and help her manage the panic attacks that she was actually experiencing. And so she had interpreted the world that she is living in and her reality is very scary, which was keeping her in a state of anxiety and uh, worry because of her loss of control or perceived loss of control, right? But through our work, through our discussions, you know, we started to identify the things that she did have control over, which was her attitude, which was her perception, which was her thoughts. And when she got control over those, 
her anxiety started to resolve because now she can control how she's affected by these things that are outside of her control. And when we are able to release those things, we actually end up gaining more control over the things we have control over, which are our thoughts, our attitudes, and our behaviors. All right, so I want to teach you how to do exactly that, you know, because again, we do not have much control over our external world as we think we do. It's an illusion, you know, control in itself is an illusion. We often hold ourselves captive mentally thinking we have lost control over things that were never in our control in the first place. The only thing we have complete control over is ourselves. And so relinquishing the things that we do not have control over gives us a sense of peace, gives us a sense of freedom so that we can focus our energies on the things that we do control. And we could start today. So here are some ways you can start today regaining control over yourself and releasing control over people and things in your external world. So the very first thing I want you to do is to breathe. When things don't go as planned, when we don't have the outcome that we envisioned it going, we tend to panic immediately. It's like, you know, our feelings get the best of us, our anxiety rises. But the very first thing I want you to do is take a deep breath. Okay, just begin breathing in one, two and exhale slowly on a two count just to give yourself some space and time to think of what's going on in your outside world and how it impacts you. So you, you need to give yourself some time and space to really capture yourself and your thoughts and not be as reactive. Number two is I want you to detach emotionally from the outcome. See, we, we often get so caught up in the way we want things to go that, you know, we don't entertain any other possibilities. So we need to detach from a certain outcome. So allowing yourself to kind of go with the flow, whatever the outcome happens, you weren't expecting a specific outcome. So it's easier to deal with. So detach emotionally from the outcome. Now, when you detach emotionally, that does not mean you do not have feelings. You are still able to have feelings. It's just observing without judgment, observing without being attached to negative emotions. So being more of a observer of your world than to be emotionally attached to a specific outcome. Number three is respect for boundaries is important because when you respect boundaries, you're respecting your ability to have boundaries and set boundaries, but you're also respecting others' ability to have boundaries and set boundaries with you. So just because you want a specific outcome to occur, understanding that people are individuals, people have their own individual sets of needs and things that will benefit them. So the outcome may not go in your favor and being okay with that. This is their life. If you're a parent, you know, you're put to this test, like this is their lives and it will have an impact on them. So allowing them to have ownership when possible of their lives and being okay with that. If it's a friend, understanding where you start and stop and where others start and stop will help you release control because understanding that we're all individuals and 
Everyone doesn't have to do things the same way, doesn't have to have the same outcome, but allowing other people to express boundaries to you and for you to have your boundaries uh, respected by others as well. Number four is practice radical acceptance. Now, radical acceptance comes from Buddhism and was later developed by a psychologist, Carl Rogers. And it just talks about accepting painful events as they are without attachment to the pain. So we can get through hardships a little better if we accept that these hardships are necessary. These hardships have to be and detaching emotionally from the uh, painful event in itself. So radical acceptance, it is what it is. You know, if there's an outcome that didn't go in your favor, maybe you didn't get that promotion. Maybe your health is declining. You got bad news from the doctor. Just accepting without judgment that, hey, it is what it is and allowing yourself to be able to deal with the current circumstances as is and not trying to influence, manipulate, or change those things, but just being able to deal with whatever is in front of you. Number five is analyze your attitude about the present event and modify to serve your highest good. So, you know, do some self-reflection. How am I interpreting this? And is this interpretation for my highest good? Am I thinking from a place of lack or am I thinking from a place of does this serve my highest good? So you can usually tell that by if your interpretation makes you angry or if your interpretation gives you a little more clarity and peace. So Really look at your own attitude because your attitude is going to directly impact your behavior. So if you think very negatively about a situation, the chances are you're going to respond in a negative uh, way. So if you feel that someone saying no to your request is an attack on you, then you're going to behave in a very defensive way because you feel as though they're attacking you. So just be mindful of your own attitude, okay? And modify, making sure that, hey, I need to change the way I'm looking at this in order for me to move forward and release my um, need to control, okay? Number six is release any negative thoughts or judgments you may hold onto and replace them with more encouraging and positive thoughts if possible. So again, now we're looking at your thoughts. Are you having negative thoughts? Are you vilifying uh, the person who is not acquiescing to the outcome that you want or is not doing what it is that you want them to do? Are you creating a narrative in your mind that this person is a terrible person, that this person is just doing this on purpose because they want to get a rise out of you? So those are examples of negative thoughts. So think of yourself in traffic, right? Like, you know, sometimes uh, people are in a rush um, to get somewhere and they're driving fast behind you and you are forced to get over to the other lane, the slower lane um, to let them pass you. Now, if you think of this very negatively, like, oh my God, this person is trying to run me off the road. I'm going to, I'm going to follow them and chase them down and do the same thing. You know, it influences your behavior and it also takes away from your peace. So 
you definitely want to assess your own negative thoughts because the person could be in a rush for so many other reasons. But these are your thoughts. And this is the narrative that you're telling yourself, which then correlates to how you behave. All right. Number seven is set boundaries with others. So I know we talked about the detachment, but this is a little different because when you set boundaries with others, when you're trying to release the need for control, you're setting boundaries with people who promote getting involved and who like to control things themselves. For example, maybe you have a family member who will call you up and tell you about a problem another family member is having and encourage you to get control, to to take some type of action so that you control the outcome of this person's life. So for example, let's say, you know, you have a mother who is calling you about a sibling and say, you know, uh, your sibling is not training their children the way I trained you guys. And I need you to call them and tell them about themselves. So what setting boundaries would look like here is like, hey, you know, they are the parents and they know what's best for their children. I'm not going to get involved. So you're setting boundaries with other people who may want you to behave in a way that continues to manipulate the outcome or continues to feel like you have to control others, people, places, and things around you. Okay. So not everybody will get on board with this new version of you, this more peaceful version of you, this version of you that's saying, Hey, I don't want to get involved. I'm let people do what they need to do for their kids. I'm let people do or live how they feel they need to live. I'm only going to be in control of what I'm in control of. Okay. Number eight, and this is my last tip, is encourage yourself that you do not have to control or influence the outcomes that others are capable of doing for themselves. So really telling yourself, hey, you know what? I need to step back to allow other people to step up and by everyone else stepping up and we doing our own fair share of the work, the project, the goal will be achieved. So really trusting other people and really putting responsibility in the hand of other people rather than feeling like the responsibility rests solely with you and your actions. All right. So in conclusion, We can reduce our level of stress, anxiety, and overwhelm if we relinquish the need to control. We are the only person in this world we have complete control over. We do not control our children, our spouse, our family, co-workers, employees, or friends. When we are faced with challenging situations, we get to determine how we are affected by it, our attitude, which results in our behaviors. But we don't have direct control over the outcome. So if you want more peace or less stress, focus on what you can control and release what you cannot. Until next time, enjoy your day on purpose. If you have found this episode helpful, help us grow our audience. By providing us with a five-star review, you help make this podcast visible to others. Help pull others out of a dark space by showing that you care, by sharing this podcast with them. Nothing is better than a friend or loved one who wants you to up-level your life with them. Thanks for tuning in.